but you're not Jackie B. Brister. I'm never Jackie B. Brister. Not when I say it, anyway. Not not when you say it. You don't know. You don't say it right, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, can I can I say a howdy to our our American listeners? Um, oh, I knew which... you were gonna. I knew you were gonna do it, and I still cringed on the inside. <laughs> and I'm sure all of our American listeners are cringing inside and vowing to never listen again. But yeah, I they just... turned off. They're not listening to the rest of this. No, they're like, oh god, what? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do howdy? No one says howdy. Why would you do that? That's what they're doing. Um, <laughs> yes, but we we discovered that sixteen percent, so about one in six of our listeners, is in America, with the majority of them being in Virginia. So, if you are one of the, uh, I think that works out to be four percent of people ish. One of the four percent of people listening in Virginia, then hello. And thank you for listening. I mean, you say no one says howdy, but um, we did uh, admit someone into the group today who is from Texas, uh, and they definitely say howdy. Well, you're just going to make a blanket statement. That <laughs> definitely, you know. definitely do. That's all I've got to say so that, on the matter. How, how many people are you looking to offend with that with that statement? Pretty much the entirety of Texas. No, there's only like five or six people there, right? Yeah, it's not that big. It's a pretty small place, so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, have we, we got anyone actually uh, watching? Should we actually get them talking about something? We have. We've got... Uh, we have... Uh, Louise is on, who was on our podcast. She did a, an episode a couple of weeks... Uh, no, last week, sorry. Uh, and she's asking how your back is. Uh, I feel like that's probably uh, best left not no, spoken about. Really not it's, not, it's, not, it's not great material really let's be honest it's um, not shall we uh, I appreciate, go on. appreciate the concern uh my, my back is better than it was two weeks ago how about that it is getting there slowly but surely so shall we move on to our main topic for today uh yes let's oh look at our fancy new graphics for those of you who are oh, listening on the podcast that is useless but there you go today's main topic sorry Shall I describe it for those who are not watching? You probably should, yeah. Uh, there was a swipey thing out and a swipey thing in again. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be great, isn't it? Uh, and what does the swipey thing say, Chris? The swipey thing says today's main topic is seeing your business through your ideal client's eyes. Now, if you were listening to the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, or more recently than that, uh, we actually taught our whole unit on ideal client. So if you haven't listened to that already, that's a good one to listen to. Um, but I, I don't really want to drop the C-bomb too much, but it's a bit of an unavoidable one. Um, Jack, you're a... No. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the coronavirus is obviously uh, still going on as is lockdown. So weddings are still off and everything, yada, 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 yada. But if you sat there and you're still complaining about the fact that the coronavirus is... Um, causing havoc with your business then you need to get over it basically you know i'm not saying it's not rubbish but you sitting there being annoyed that weddings have been cancelled and you've lost all your work for the next three months is not going to get you anywhere whilst you're doing that your competition is picking themselves up dusting themselves down and concentrating on what they're going to do to get through this period of time um so Quick shout out to Sarah, Saldo Sarah's on. So hi Sarah, how are you? I, I feel like we should have more listeners who we have nicknames for. I mean I Saldo Sarah is a wonderful nickname, and I'm very pleased that Sarah has been listening because I feel like she hasn't been 
attending live recently. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's not class. She doesn't have to be here. Okay, she has to be here. But for those for those not uh, watching and just listening, I raised my eyebrows at Jack and gave him a look. The look, you know that 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 look. No, not the look. Not that's different. Oh no, not that. No, no, not not that look. Absolutely not. No, no. I don't know what you're thinking about, but just a look that was very um, commanding. I've intimidated Jack. Um, anyway, so yeah, we really feel like I, this is my idea. So I'm should I take the lead on it? Yeah, you should because I don't really know what you're going to say. So I feel like you should probably take the lead. I think that at the moment, um, everyone is in a bit of a situation where they're not really sure what they should be doing with their time. Everyone's probably eating too much or maybe exercising more or whatever. Um, and it's actually a really good time, as we've mentioned before, to do work on your business. But I think a lot of people aren't really sure what sort of things they should be putting out, what sort of marketing they should be doing. Um, but the cold hard truth is it is that people are still looking at wedding stuff now they might not be looking to actually book at this precise moment in time now i know that i know the coronavirus hasn't been going on for the entirety of march uh, in the uk and the, the us particularly in, in terms of the effect it's had on things i mean jack even had a wedding last month but uh, i looked at my stats earlier on today and in the last week alone, so that's that's the whole lockdown period here in the UK. That for the last week alone, I have had um, 149 people go onto my website. Bearing in mind, I have absolutely zero advertising running. I haven't had any advertising running since October. So just in pure, purely organically, it's just from SEO. Uh, people are going onto my website. They are looking at my blogs. They are going through and spending an average of two two minutes and thirty seconds or something. On, on my site so that's not an insignificant amount of time now are inquiries coming through yes a couple but they're normally for kind of other years but you no know, stuff is going on so you need to still be putting stuff out there and the stuff that you need to be putting out there is the stuff that your clients want and this is what i'm you know in a very roundabout way i'm coming back to that point there and okay. um, i blame the drugs um so it's really important to think about your ideal client. Who are the people who you want to work for? And then think, if I was in their shoes, as a bride, as a groom, what would I be wanting to see and hear from my wedding suppliers? Whether they're current, whether you've already booked them, or future wedding suppliers. Now, my opinion is that everyone should be being as helpful as humanly possible. So, you know, if you are people having to postpone blogs telling people how to postpone you know how to postpone your wedding you know if you know talking people want to see uplifting stuff so if you're you know it doesn't have to be related to the wedding industry if you're just sharing positive like there are positives you know there's there's a 102 year old woman who in Italy who survived the coronavirus and it's like sharing stuff like that sharing the stuff that you like sharing stuff about yourself which shows how human you are this is a great time to do it because people buy from people. So if people like you, then they're more likely to buy from you. It's just absolutely completely normal thing, right? People tend to be put off by a dodgy salesman. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. if you can avoid being that, then that's great. Um, so Sarah says that you want to show everyone pictures of dogs because everyone loves dogs and that's very uplifting. 
I don't love dogs. Well, you're in the minority. Because let's be honest, a cute picture of a dog does infinitely better than any, or like on social media, does infinitely better than any kind of other nice picture or video, doesn't it? Yeah, and Fact. You know, just, just before Sarah does kill me for that comment, um, um, I am friends with Sarah on Facebook, and her dogs are, I do like them a lot. So, uh, I think it's too late. I think Sarah is switching off as we speak. Yeah, but I don't. I don't love dogs. Some, some you're just hate. you're wrong. You're just wrong. It's it's okay. You can accept that. We can move on. Um. Yeah, but no, it's it, it's it, your the content that people put, and I think this is a mistake that some people make. The content that you put out on your on your um, social media streams and everything, it doesn't just have to be wedding, 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 and it certainly shouldn't be book me, book me, book me, book me, book me. You know, you know, e either of those things just seem wrong. I mean, I I put something stupid up a few weeks ago. It was like just nonsense. It started off kind of vaguely magical, mystical related because I just said, "Do you believe in ghosts?" Did you see this, Jack? No, I haven't seen this. No, I, I just just what was a random thing. I thought I just put up things saying, "Do you believe in ghosts?" And these people were saying, you know, all sorts of things from yes to no, don't be stupid. And then people were saying. About yes, I saw one, and someone said, "Oh, I haven't seen one, but I know someone that has," and stuff like that. And then uh, I followed this up the following day, saying, uh, "Do you believe in goats?" Um, and then, <laughs> right. then it went rather silly and said, uh, "Do goats believe in ghosts? Do you believe ghosts should be, should be allowed to own goats?" And just just absolute bollocks. It was just really really silly, but. Is the sort of thing that you would see, and it's not side-splittingly funny. It's kind of, eh, kind of funny if you're the right sort of person. And for the yeah. people who go, "Oh my God, what an idiot!" They are my clients. You know, I, I I like people who are a bit, you know, let have a bit of fun and recognize yeah, yeah. what I is. You know, so yeah, this, you know, I, I think it's a really great opportunity right now to actually stop and say, "Hey, this is who I am." You can be doing blogs about yourself. You could do blogs about your dogs. Everyone loves dogs, as Sarah is claiming. Then doing a blog about your dogs is an incredibly like sensible thing to do, especially as a photographer. Where like you you you're probably the supplier the the, the couple gets to, to know the most. Say, so, hey, this is me, and these are my dogs. I'm gonna put, I'll keep putting up pictures of my dogs, and my dogs are awesome. Look at my dogs. Oh, by the way, I do weddings as well. But look at my dogs. You know, I, yeah. I think it's uh, people. Yeah, like I said, people buy from people, so great opportunity to show who you are show how helpful you can be show your level of expertise show your so show your personality show your funny side show your silly side show open up uh, tell people about your your life experiences you know it's, it doesn't just have to be about weddings absolutely not unless so, unless, unless, that, unless that's really off brand yeah okay so sarah says she's give, sarah is giving you a challenge and some homework she says you have to post dog photos or cat photos or pigs or any kind of animal, and and she bets you will get loads of engagement. Um, sorry, what's the what's the bet or challenge? I, do, I don't really know. So she wants you to post a picture of an animal on your social media and see if it gets more engagement than anything else. It probably will. 
Um, she says one of her most uh, liked pictures is a picture of her friggin' dog on Instagram. I, so I don't that I'm, I'm I'm not I don't I don't know what you want from me. I I, I know that people like animals, and they that, much prefer animals to anything I can do magically. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is it's a great chance to actually show off this side of you because normally we're so busy at weddings and we're so busy doing stuff within the business that we forget to show who we are and what we do whereas now we're not able to go and do weddings we're not able to go out and well, we're not even able to leave the house at the moment so it's a great chance to especially as a photographer to take pictures of your dogs and and, and use that as uh content for your facebook and your instagrams as well as your blog maybe um, or, you know, this is a chance to work on a really strong about you section, if that's really important to you. If you haven't gotten about me section in your um, on your website and you think that's something you'd like, this is a great chance to actually sit down and write that because it, you're able to then give your clients a chance to uh, to actually see into your business and see into you as well beyond your business and see you as a person. So I think that's something that's really important to do if you can. Yeah, um, I, I've a thought. Sorry, not a thought. A thought has been um, um, brewing in my head for a while, and I think it's finally bubbled to the surface where it's actually um, oratable. Is that a word? No, but go for it. Yeah, I'm. I'm really keen to find out if that's actually a word now. Anyway, you know what I meant. Um, so, Jack, here's a question hypothetically okay let, let's let's go back a year in time yep hypothetically if someone said to you next year i'm gonna give you three months off where you can't leave the house you can work on your business as much or as little as you want um and you're gonna get paid seven and a half grand to do that but you're not gonna get it until the end of the three months um, and everyone else will not be able to will be in the same situation where they're not able to work as well. So you've got three months to just take stock and do everything you'd ever want to do in your business and get paid for it at the end. What would you say? Uh, I would say yes. I would say yes, absolutely. I would take that. This is not prearranged, by the way, Judge. No, it's not. No, no, genuine. I didn't know he was going to ask me that, uh, but it's genuinely true. I would um because it, it's a it sounds like a fantastic opportunity and that that is as actually it gives me a chance to work on stuff i've never actually had the opportunity to sit down and do um so we've got some comments coming through uh from i imagine it's mainly from sarah at the moment yes uh so sarah is saying that her december to february looks like that um relatively empty but i guess the the, the main difference is you're not getting paid at all for it obviously this, uh, she's asking about the seven and a half grand thing as well. That is through the government grants that they are offering. So that's uh, up to, we should say, seven and a half thousand pounds because you're getting paid up to two and a half thousand pounds each month, depending on how much uh, your business profits over the last three years. We won't go into all of that. That's for your, you and your accountant to discuss, but essentially that's what that's about. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit, though. Just we will we will come on to it. We have got a topic about kind of money and and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. So we uh, and Sarah, we do get grants. We'll come on to it as we said in a minute, uh, maybe in about 
10 minutes or so, something like that. So yeah, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to uh, to actually implement some really cool things in your business. Like I, I know Chris, I've been talking to Chris about this and showing him some of the stuff I've been working on. Um, we, I've been working on uh, integrating text messaging into my business and I've shown Chris some of the stuff I've been working on. But this is the kind of thing I'd never get the opportunity to actually sit down and do. But now I've got the opportunity because I've got nothing else going on to actually sit down and work through this stuff and 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 uh, find a way to integrate this that is effective for my business that is going to be beneficial. That, that means that uh, we can automate some some text messaging because I feel like that's, you know, you hear all these stats and, and, and figures about email rates going down or open rates going down and text message rates going up. So I, I've never used it. I wanted to integrate it. Now's been my opportunity to do that. So that's one of the things that I've been working on, which I would never normally get the opportunity to do. So you've got to look at it as things that you can do in this three month period that you would never normally get the opportunity to do. I'm going to quickly turn my light on because it's getting a bit dark in here. I don't want people to not be able to see me. Oh, I can see you now. Um, there you go. And I have to, I have to admit, as, hate, as much as I hate to, um, the text messaging that Jack said, he had me test it. It's actually really cool. Um, it's basically a, a text message chatbot. So you, I sent uh, a thing saying, how much is it to perform for my party when I'm out of prison? Um, and then it sent me a, a, a series. I'm guessing it's branching logic sort of thing, yeah. is it, Jack? So, yeah, depending on my answers, it would then ask, ask me a different question, like how many people are going to be there? Where is it going to be, etc. I went for about maybe five or six different questions, which you know the, the text appeared within a couple of seconds, um, all very quick. So in within say less than a minute of first sending the text message, I got a message at the end saying, "Thanks very much uh, for your inquiry. Jack will be in touch with his availability and packages within 24 hours." I mean, it's in terms of you know looking at it from your your client's point of view, looking at it through their eyes, that is an incredible thing where you can just say, yeah, within within um, 30 seconds or a minute, you can have all the details I possibly need and then there'll be a an email follow-up. Um, yeah, and, and it, it's, it's essentially my contact form, really. If we if you boils down to it, all I'm getting, it's another way of getting the information I get from my contact form, uh, but entirely automated and through text because some people like to use text. So... That's something I've been working on that I would never normally get the opportunity to. Uh, How much costing you the, the conversation? Uh, so I pay per conversation. The conversation costs about oh four and a half p, I think. Something like that. Uh, does it integrate with WhatsApp? Uh, so the system I'm currently using doesn't. It's in beta testing at the moment to work with WhatsApp because that's what I want it to be able to do. So it will end up working with WhatsApp, but it doesn't at the moment. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and I'm personally not really working on my wedding business, but I am sharpening a lot of skills, which for which you will uh, you will find out in due course. Is that enough of a teaser? That is a bit of a teaser. Yeah, I think it is something we are going to be working on, um, and I'm putting some time into it as well. It's something we will be releasing for you. I haven't put any time into it yet. Don't give me that face. I know I haven't put any time into it yet, but there is still gonna happen and things will be coming to you guys uh i don't want to put a time frame on it because we don't really know because it's going to be really good but it's going to take some time to get it right 
yeah. Um, and the funny thing about this is, is I can check how much work Jack's doing as well with this particular thing that we're doing. So if he <laughs> says he's done something and he hasn't, then I can just go, no, you haven't. I can yeah, see, I, I can see I, that you haven't done that. I am known for occasionally doing that sometimes. So uh, I'm going to move this swiftly on because we're now just sort of attacking me and I don't feel comfortable with this. So um, <laughs> how not comfortable are you... with truth and logic. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It's not good. We'll, we'll stick with other stuff instead. So how are you going to be able to see your business through your client's eyes? So what's, what can you be doing to get you to that position where you're unable to go, right, they want to see, you know, a, a nice thing would be, some pictures of my dogs or you know a bit of a, a bit more of an about me section how are you going to get to that point of finding your idea seeing it through your ideal client's eyes sorry well yeah first of all you've got to know who your ideal client is i mean um if you've been running your business a while you've probably got a fair idea of that if you're newer to the the wedding industry or you're just, just kind of finding your feet or you know things aren't going particularly well then maybe that's a step that you haven't taken within your business yet but yeah, basically the idea, if you go on weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk, sign up to the anything that we've got, one of the first things you'll get within an email is something about finding your ideal client. So going through that is a good start. Um, and then once you've done that, uh, once you've got that kind of client avatar, uh, from that, uh, it's quite nice. And I haven't discussed this with Jack yet, but um, this is, um, you can create something called an intent avatar. Um, have, you, have you heard of that before? I have, but I don't know its context, so I want to find out more. Okay, so an intent avatar is some is where you would take your ideal client and just if they were to put their desires in relation to your area of the wedding industry into a statement, what would that statement actually be? And you break it down into a thing that where you say, I want... And then you write whatever their intent is, and then you put because, and then you put the the context behind that. So, for example, you might say, um, "I want to find an environmentally friendly florist because I'm the sort of person because uh, I'm um, I'm trying to organise a carbon neutral wedding or something like that." Yeah, you know, do your own thing for that. So, I want whatever they want. Um, and then because, and then you put your, your, the context of that because different people are going to want different things for different reasons. So if you can, if you can really see through things through the eye, your, your eye so in the, in the current circumstances, you might be saying, you might be saying, I want information on how wedding and in, how wedding insurance is going to work during the coronavirus because I'm worried I'm going to lose all my money. Then it very, very quickly becomes incredibly apparent exactly the sort of content you should be putting out or do you think your clients are thinking i need something to chill myself chill myself out and feel better about my wedding planning because i'm currently full of anxiety in which case you point them towards my book list for wedding planning becoming a stoic bride now available for just 8.99 um because i've reduced the price for this uh, time period um clang god that was awful i knew it was coming as well as soon as you said stressed out bride I knew what was coming and I let you get away with it. I wrote a book and it's really good. Carry on. I, I think I, I think it's pretty clear. That's it now. I think that's, I, so I heard. Of, sorry. Always finish with a blatant plug. That's what they say, isn't it? Oh, that's, that is exactly what they say. Yeah. Cause it goes down really well with everyone listening. 
So I had heard of this, but I hadn't um, really kind of worked on it. I didn't know what it was. So, you know, hearing you describe that now makes a lot of sense. And I think it's something that I'll be working on as well, for, for sure, because that sounds really interesting because it allows you, because once you've got your ideal clients, it allows you to then narrow down onto exactly what they want at any specific time and how you can and why they want it and how you can then provide it for them. So that's, I think, is a, a really interesting thing to be to be working on. Is that have I kind of got that right there? Well, yeah, and the, the you're not limited to just one intense avatar. You could have the same person wanting multiple things. So, yeah. um, you know, and depending on your business, in some some businesses will typically work more with uh, with women. Some will work typically more with men. Um, you know, some will work with all genders equally. Um, so. Yeah, you can have multiple things ac across the board, but it's it's just the idea of just getting in their head and making a statement about that. So yeah, want just to make it clear, say I want and what their intent is, and then because and why they why they want it. Um, yeah. And this is incredibly useful to something else that we'll be doing later on. Not yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the fact you can have more than one for even one ideal client can have more than one of these intent clients, uh, I'm, I'm assuming here, because you can, for example, have a stressed out bride who needs the book, essentially, but, you know, the example you used a second ago, and they can also be someone who's concerned, a, a bride who's concerned about how their entertainment is going to be filled or how their drink reception is going to be filled because people might get bored like they've got at previous weddings, for example. And that fits into the same ideal clients and they've got different intents, so you can target them with different things, as you've done very successfully. You know, you've got your book and you've got your magic. So they, they both kind of fit within the same ideal clients because they've got the same the same ideal client with a different intent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, um, you can have as many as you want because you could also be saying, looking at the, the other thing is mate, like, maybe you, you've got people who are absolutely sick to death of hearing about the doom and gloom and stuff and they they're getting married next year and they're actually saying i want information about wedding flowers for 2021 because i'm sick of all this coronavirus shit um yeah they want to do something enjoyable so then you know that you need to be targeting them with uh yeah. with flowers i mean this is the thing i mean you know people planning their weddings have got an awful lot of time on their hands in general at the moment. So, you know, there's a very high chance. Well, if my, the stats on my website are anything to go by, I mean, you've had, I've had 86 people look at my blog on wedding drinks reception ideas this week. Hmm. I asked in the last seven days with no advertising towards it. or just entirely. So that's only going to be coming up if people are going on Google and searching for drinks reception ideas or wedding drink reception ideas or, um, derivations of that. So yeah. people are, uh, as, as much as we might think it's doing, people are still doing research because they must be because my website stats show it. Absolutely. They're going on that page. They're going on that page about wedding drinks reception ideas for an average of four minutes and fifty-seven seconds in the last week. People are still planning their weddings, but they are in the research stage. They are in the awareness stage, not in the booking stage or anything like that they are 
gathering information. Absolutely guaranteed it. Sarah, yeah. they, um, they are. We, we booked three weddings, new ones. Yes, exactly. So they are definitely doing it. Um, and that's something you, you kind of really need to focus on is that the world has it. The world has slowed down, but it hasn't stopped. So we, we need to keep that in mind and, and uh, make sure that we are supplying what um, clients want, really. So is there anything else you want to add on this before we move on to our next topic? I think that we've, um, we've murdered that to death, though. Perfect. So we're going to move on. Before we do that, though, Sarah has asked what's for dinner. Uh, I've ju- I ate prawn tikka masala with rice and poppadoms uh, before we came on. Amazing. I've got. I'm not entirely sure what it what we've got at the moment. Um, I think it's meatballs, um, but I'm not entirely sure beyond that. Uh, Leanne is very kindly making it for me at the moment. So you, you just wanted an excuse to put up the comment thing, didn't you? On the yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if you're if you're, if you're listening to this rather than watching it, um, the uh, the tech we're using, which is called Be Live, allows you to put uh, Facebook comments on the screen. So. Um, and I also want to put on the fact that um, Sarah seems to think that mine is better than yours. Okay. Let's move on. So we have our next topic. Our next topic is your money and coronavirus. Having said we weren't really going to talk about coronavirus, you've literally got it on the screen now. Yeah, I know. I know it is. It's on the screen. We are going to mention it. It's going to come up. Sarah wants to know why she's a blank Facebook user. That is a Facebook privacy setting um, that happens within groups. I won't bore you with the details. If you want to know how to get rid of it, drop us a message and I will send you the link to get rid of it. Um, yeah. you, are the least, you are the least charming man I've ever met. Uh, Sarah, the, the, the reason why is because you're so pretty that if it came up on the screen, everyone would get distracted from what we were doing. Now who's oh, better, huh? That's just, I can't believe I missed that opportunity. So, your money and coronavirus, Chris. Shall yes, we start well, with um, the good news? Should we start with that? Uh, yeah, go for it. So, what we were mentioning earlier, um, and this is, it depends slightly on um, your personal situation, and obviously, yes, go on. Do you want to make a disclaimer? I'm going to make it. That's exactly what I'm coming to. It's, we're, this is not any legal advice. This is not any advice on accounting or any kind of advice at all. We're just telling you what we understand about the situation that's going on with money at the moment. Because obviously we are losing out on work and uh, we are looking for you know some sort of solution to this. Now, obviously, it varies depending on your personal situation. Some people will be in charge, will be directors of uh, limited companies other people will be completely self-employed uh, and then you know there are variations within that of a bit of this bit of that so we're going to try our best to answer these questions um we're not experts but we're going to do our best to kind of run through this very quickly the good news is if you are full-time or if 51 percent of your income comes through self-employment you will be entitled to a grant from the government and a grant basically means that you do not have to pay it back. It is uh, a free thing that they are offering. And this is worth up to £2,500 a month. Uh, and they are guaranteeing it. They're backdating it three months from June. So they're going back to March, which is the month just gone. 
Um, this is worked out on your last three years tax return. Yes, go on, Chris. Uh, UK only. We don't know. This is UK only. Sorry. Yes, that's very important to point out. This is advice purely for the UK. Um, so the this applies to uh, fully self-employed people is that you are we backdated and it'll be based on your last three years of accounts. They will work out an average of what you earned over that time and then they will pay you. Yes, go on, Chris. I believe it's being done on profit, uh, not on profit. Uh, yeah, on profit. yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yes, it is being done on profit. It's done on turnover. It is. I don't believe that's correct. I believe that's correct. So we can't even okay. decide ourselves. It's, it's being done on turnover in case you run a business um and you, you've just started the business or something like that and it's been going and you're not making a profit but you have been having money coming in but you're not in a position where you're sometimes it takes a while to make money so yeah i believe it's being done on turnover okay this is something this is why we're not experts we don't claim to be experts we are just offering the advice that we have been given by i mean we're in different positions so uh, we are purely working on um advice that we've been given and, and what we've come to understand for it. So it's worked out on your last three years of accounts. They work out how much you earned. They divide that number by three and then they divide that number by 12 to give you how much you earned on average a month over the last three years. And they will pay you 80% of that amount up to two and a half thousand pounds. I hope that makes sense. Does it? Yeah, whichever, whichever is the lower value. Yeah, whichever is lower. So it's either 80% of your income over the last uh, three years or, or averaged out over a month, or yeah. it's two and a half thousand pounds a month, depending on whatever number is lower. So that's what you're entitled. It's the same as the uh, employee thing, essentially. They just had it, it, it took them a little bit longer to come up with it because there are various complications within being self employed because there are lots of variations of that. Uh, for those people who are in a, who own a limited company and are employees, of that in company as directors, which um, most people are as limited companies. I imagine most people who are listening to this, and obviously if you are not, this is completely irrelevant, but most of you will be paying yourself around 130, 140 pounds a month, whatever the number is that keeps you under the tax threshold as a PAYE person. Um, so you'll be paid 80% of that number um, so that is whatever it is. I haven't worked that out. I'm not even going to try and work it out, but you'll be paid 80% of that number. And then my understanding of this is the dividends you then take out of the company comes under self-employment. So you will then be entitled up to two and a half thousand pounds under the same rules as self-employment, uh, for your dividends. I, that's my understanding of it because it will be less than 50% of uh or be sorry your self-employment dividends will be more than 50 percent of your total income generally go on um it's, it is profit so just double checked it okay thank you not not, not turnover and also um it's there's the fifty thousand pound thing as well oh yeah fifty thousand pound thing that is something that's worth mentioning i've forgotten about that uh, if you are trading if your self-employment is trading over 50,000 has trading profits of over 50,000 pounds a year, then you will not be entitled to this at all. Um, because I imagine the, the reason behind this is most 
piece, most people who are trading at £50,000 profit a year are generally in a limited company position. So then they're entitled to different benefits generally, but that doesn't apply across the board, of course. Uh, so, so to try and explain this as simply as possible, because Sarah put what uh, in the in the comments there? Because um, you are you are part of a director of a company, if I remember correctly, Sarah. Yes, I've got that up there. Um, so you will be paid the uh, PAYE, the employee benefits, uh, up to whatever you pay yourself on PAYE, up to eighty percent of that. Most of the time, as a director, that's eight hundred odd quid a month because that keeps you under the tax threshold. Um, so that's all tax-free money. And then any of the dividends you take out of the company um, then gets tax gets uh, counted as self-employment. So then you are able to claim up to two and a half thousand pounds is uh, up to two and a half thousand pounds for your self-employed dividends hope that explains it because you fall under both categories that's my understanding of it i might not be 100 it's worth checking with your accountants because i assume if you're doing this as paye and you're a limited company then i imagine you've got an accountant sarah then i would 100 check with them to double check that those figures are correct uh, but i believe that's the case so yes you'll be getting about 500 pounds a month from paye and then you'll be getting about 80 percent of um of of your self-employed dividends that's my understanding yes chris speak to your accountant but speak to your accountant yes please do not take my advice as golden um this is all i know yep and if you're self-employed don't do anything with regards to phoning yes. up or anything because the system is not open yet and that's because they are you know it's a humongous job that they've got to do in order to sort out the PA, uh, sort out the employed people. So that is what they are concentrating on first, which you can completely understand. So although it's a bit shit if you're self-employed, you know, it's just the, the situation at the moment. So you can just sit on, sit on, get on with your work and not worry about the money. Speak to your accountant. Just wait, wait for the letter to arrive that will tell you what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, that's the thing is you, if you've got an accountant, which Sarah says she has, it's worth mentioning this idea to them. If they haven't thought about it, I'm merely telling you what my accountant's spoken to me about and my understanding of what my accountant has said. Have you got a cup of tea there, Chris? Living the dream. Look at that. Amazing. Just delivered. Amazing. Look at you. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, so Sarah, hopefully that's kind of answered some of your questions. I would go to your accountant with the information i've just given you and say is this accurate it might be different for your company the way your company is set up that's also a possibility nothing i'm saying is legally binding stuff it's all hearsay yes chris shut up okay <laughs> let's move on speak to your accountants um speak that, accountant that is, that's some understanding of it jack was waffling um so i thought to shut him up for you Thank you. I, I have the tendency to do that at times. So uh, let's talk about other stuff about uh, your money and coronavirus, because there are a couple of things that have popped up on the group this week that have generated a lot of interest. Well, yes, there is. Um, uh, someone messaged me earlier in the week and said, what do I think of this situation? And was what would I do, basically? And the situation was that someone wanted to move um, their wedding dates 
due to the coronavirus. Um, and he, the person in question, wanted to keep their deposit and not move their date. Am I remembering that rightly? Uh, essentially, my understanding of it was he wanted to, he was going to keep the deposit and then they were going to have to pay the deposit again to book out the next date. So they were going to be out uh, the deposit amount twice, essentially. Yeah. So um, I said to him, I don't see how that really benefits you other than the money, which is not really the issue here. Um, I think you should just move the date. Um, and he said he didn't particularly, he didn't think that was right. He thought it was a gray area um, and that he should, I mean, he's a really nice guy. I should point out. He's not a bad guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, he said, Oh, do you mind if I post the, the circumstances on the group just to kind of gather opinion on this? Uh, this then turned into the most commented on post we've ever had on for a while, group. if not ever. Yeah. In, in a while, if not ever, uh, in which basically everyone said, just move the date. Um, and, it, you know, I, I, I liked it because uh, the guy in question very quickly saw that, you know, he was not not in the right about this in the, in the grand scheme of things. Because, yes, he might have been getting more money, but, you know, your re reputation was worth a lot more than that. And I think there was a good showing of camaraderie. Um and I feel like everyone, you know, I was proud of the group, I have to say, like a like a dad looking after his ducklings, so I felt. Um, wow. I nearly said Papa Duck, but I didn't. Please don't. No, that would have been so much worse. It was like Papa Duck looking after his ducklings. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was the thing, wasn't it? Is that um, everyone seems to have come to the consensus that we're essentially taking our terms and conditions and throwing them out the window during this this whole situation because no one ever, I don't think, unless you have got some sort of crystal ball, could ever have foreseen this, really. Uh, why are you smiling like a smug little child? Um, look at Sarah's comment. You could be a Papa Duck. Have you seen her one above that? No. I want that Starbucks cup. Well, well, the Starbucks cup, for those of you who are on the podcast, unfortunately, are not going to be able to benefit from this, but this is a Starbucks cup. Um, it's a plastic one, and it is uh, Disney. So it's got the four parks on it. Uh, no because I got it in Disney World a couple of weeks ago before no lockdown cares. happened. But yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. We're going to carry on talking about the post, um, unless Sarah wants to talk about my Starbucks mug a little bit more. You, i tell you what, if you like it, Sarah, I'll show you my mugs next week. Um, <laughs> God. So, it's, um, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, app apparently your Starbucks sippy cup is more important. Grown <laughs> oh, um, man with a sippy cup, what the hell is wrong with you? Sarah likes it, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Um yeah, I think the thing is, is like everyone is throwing their terms and conditions out the window and are going, right, we just kind of need to deal with the situation with each bride or each couple individually because there is no rule book for this at all. Um, uh, Sarah, yes, it is double-walled. Um... <laughs> Stop talking about your Starbucks cup. <laughs> um... God's sake, man. It's also um, 30 fluid ounces. So it's massive. Uh, right, Jack, 
Jack is not allowed to talk anymore. You're 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 in sin bin for a minute. <laughs> oh god, I've lost it. So no, I yeah. No, the, there's, there's no there's no situation. Sorry. Shut up. You're banned from talking for one minute. Okay, go on then. Yes. So I think that you know you need to rip up your contract at this point with your 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 your, your brides and your grooms and your couples because. The, we're in circumstances which are just completely insane. You know, no one have, could possibly have seen this. And I think the most important thing to do is to just be as kind, honest and helpful as you possibly can be. So what I mean by that is obviously do everything you possibly can to help couples, but also be very aware that if you're going to be getting into financial difficulty with cash flow, etc., because you're not you know, getting this amount now, I don't think it's at all unreasonable for you to say to couples, can you pay me 50% of what you were due to pay me um, or an amount or whatever uh, two weeks before your original wedding date and then the rest further down the line, you know, in line with what your normal payment terms would be. You know, it's, it's, it's a bit of it's a bit of give and take, you know, because that's what people need at this time is to to be compromising because they people are having their wedding days completely ruined or they're having them completely altered from what they envision them being like from you know they're going from spring to autumn most of them um which is you know an entirely different thing when you think about it um but yeah just be nice and helpful I mean, i've had got um got one couple uh, and the bride is absolutely absolutely devastated she was supposed to get married saturday just gone um and she found out you know six days before that the wedding was being cancelled um and i was at the at one one stage i had six dates blocked out for her in my diary because she'd gone back to the venue and said um i need to, i you know well if anyone would cancel the, the wedding and then she had to go back and said okay when can i have it then then she was saying oh we've got this date available then going around all the suppliers and you know and whatever and i was just saying look you can block out every single date you like if you want you know because the people that have had the the least amount of notice are the ones that are getting the most screwed by this um, so yeah, I, at one point I had six dates blocked out from my diary. She now got uh, a new wedding date, which is a perfectly good one in September. Um, and yeah, right, you can talk now. That's her. It's Sarah's if you, just said. If you, if you mention your sippy cup, but Sarah's asked questions about it, but I'm not going to talk about it. It's fine. I'll mention it in a minute. Um, she Sarah said that she had a cancellation for a Saturday wedding at 10 p.m. on the Friday. Oh my god! Because of what happened, which is just horrendous for that bride and that groom to be be put in that position, um, and that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like we, I think the thing is really we're relatively minorly inconvenienced by this whole thing. Obviously, there's a cash, there could be a cash flow issue for some people, but really, these people have been planning this wedding day for the last two, three, four years, however many years they've been planning this wedding. Some brides will have been planning it since they were four years old. You know, they will have had this dream day in their mind and all of a sudden, a week before their wedding, they're told they can't have it. That's that's a horrific place to be put into. And there's nothing we can do about it. The only thing we can do as wedding suppliers is to be courteous of that and understand that and do what we can to keep um, to keep their spirits high and to, to kind of be as helpful as we possibly can. That's the key thing here is obviously we will lose money. That's going to happen. We will be compensated by the government for it, depending on what position you're in, depending on how much you, you get compensated, but there will be compensation for it. 
because they're the ones who have locked every obviously they've done it for safety reasons all that kind of thing but they have shut the country down essentially so they are doing what they can to help that situation um so we just kind of need to be be aware of the fact that these people have been planning this day for three years and all of a sudden they now can't have it maybe get them a book get them a book what kind of book would you uh would you get them maybe a coloring book or maybe a book specifically written for helping brides dealing with the stress and anxiety of her planning a wedding for instance blissful wedding planning becoming a stoic bride by chris piercy just that's a that's an idea yeah that's that's a fantastic idea chris very quickly sarah that is the mug you have found my starbucks tumbler uh, I did buy it while I was at Disney World uh, a few weeks ago, hence why I've got it. It is an American shop, though. You are correct. How much did you pay for that? $25. Which is about £25 at the moment, if we're honest. Um, and it was worth every penny, Chris. Worth every penny. And my mugs cost me $20 each, I think, and I've got one for each of the parks, so... So you spent over a hundred dollars on vessels for liquid. <laughs> when you put it like that, it, look, it sounds quite ridiculous. But Sarah says it's worth every penny. In fact, I'm going to put that comment up because I like it so much. Worth every penny. It's bad that you're in charge of the comments which get shown. <laughs> um, so you know what? I this is the mug I'm drinking out of. This was it's... made by my daughter, Sienna. But look, show you show you the bottom of it. You can do that. Yep. Look. So it would be weird if I had a mug made by your daughter, though, wouldn't it? No, but my point is that I wouldn't sell you this for a hundred quid. So okay, fair enough. It means more to me than any like commercial bullshit mug that you've got. <laughs> No, it's um yeah, I, I appreciate that it is a hundred percent basic white girl, but I love it and I'm okay with it. So we're just gonna move on. You're such a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think the, the the kind of the key thing to, to take away from this is that just be thoughtful of the fact that these people are definitely, almost certainly in a worse position than you are as a as a wedding supplier. Um Emotionally, at least, if nothing else. Yeah, and and I, th I think that the, the one thing I want to talk about, should not if anything's on the agenda, is about people's mental health and emotional states and stuff like that. Um, I think it's really it's a really tough time for a lot of people. A lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty almost always leads to anxiety for people who you know are um, are that way minded. Um, so it's that mental health during the coronavirus. Jack's just thrown it up there. Love it. Um, so if you are someone who struggles with any mental health issues at all, um, I want to say that I'm here personally. If you're a member of the group, you can find me on Facebook. You can message me. If you want to share what works for you really, really well, then by all means, put it on the group. If you are, want to open up the group and tell them what you're struggling with, please do so. It is... We like to think of it as a, a safe space. Uh, everyone is in a very, very, very similar boat at the moment. Um, you know, I've I've had my issues in the past. I have some issues at the moment. You know, it's um, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, so 
if you're Jack is just I'm just giving this speech on mental health and Jack's there drinking his goddamn sippy cup. Like uh, I am like listening to you. So yeah, one of one of the things I have found incredibly helpful for me over the last few months is to um at the end of every single day, I'll go on the notes on my phone, create a new document, and I will write down every single positive thing that has happened in the day. Now, I've had some god-awful days in the last few months. Uh, and even on those days where it's been absolute hell, I'm still going out on there, still finding the positives in absolutely everything. Even if that's like having a cup of tea, you know, you, you go down to the... the, the smallest detail you possibly can become really kind of philosophically stoic about it and just be grateful that you've got like running water or whatever if that's what the level you have to go to in terms of the finding positives but uh, that's something i've uh, found really helpful uh jack have you got any tips on that or is it just own disney shit well i was gonna say so you know what that cup of tea you mentioned there as uh, you know what would make it better no as if it was out of a disney cup no, because it would leak because it would have been smashed against the wall. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I think that's that's a really good thing to do. And it's something that I've been conscious of doing um, for the last year, 18 months, something like that, I would say. Uh, not yeah. for any mental health reasons, just because it's it's a good thing to do. In fact, it's something I think I've mentioned this before, uh, but I have a I have one of these things. It's called a best self journal. Um that you it essentially allows you to fill out every day. Um, and this is a relatively new one, but you'll see the first thing it gets you to do in the morning is to write uh, three things that you're grateful for. And then yeah. the last thing in the evening it gets you to do is to write three things you're grateful for. So they are, you know, that's kind of what got me into it, got me uh, thinking about it in the first place. Um, so yeah, it's a great tip for anyone who is struggling with any part of them. And obviously Chris is there. I'll be honest with you, I'm probably not the best person to come to. I'm just going to be frank about it. Don't come to me. Go to Chris or, you know, go to uh, the Samaritans. They're the people, aren't they? Um, I genuinely, I, I'm really bad at this. I do apologize. It's not my area of expertise at all. I, I really feel like you should start your own podcast by yourself where you absolutely flummox at dealing with any first world problem whatsoever um i think it would be hilariously awkward uh, <laughs> you just you wanna, you wanna... throw ideas at me and i i come up with my version of the solution yeah absolutely well, well why don't you just ask daddy for some more money um, that's a fantastic idea that's say you'll solve all the problems exactly um do you want to do, do your swipey thing to move on to the final thing oh yeah so we're going to move on to uh, where is it there it is uh, how you can find out a little bit more about us and also, right, there's and Q&A as well. Oh, yeah. If you have any questions for us, throw them in now uh, while we do a little wrap up and then we'll we will um, answer them as we go. As you see in the little ticker tack ticker thing that goes along the bottom there, it says put your comment, your questions in the comments. And we'll get to them as soon as we can. Ticker tack. I don't, don't know where the tack came from, but it's a ticker, isn't it? Ticker tack. Oh. Um, on, Chris. Sarah says it should be called Agony Jack. Um, close, Brilliant. it should be called Jack Causes Mental Agony. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably more accurate to the uh, description. Yes. Um, yeah, so if you've enjoyed us talking about all of this stuff and you think, I'd like to talk to those people more about my wedding business because these guys know what they're talking about, 
then we can actually uh, facilitate that for you entirely free with a 15-minute uh, coaching call. Uh, head to weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk where you will find the ability to do that. Uh, you will also find free business resources such as daily planners, weekly planners, um, things with um, how to create customer journeys and all sorts of other stuff like that. It's all completely free and completely helpful as well. And a bunch of blogs on various things, including a blog or two entirely devoted to the coronavirus and our advice on you know the, the things that you could be doing during this time. Um, yeah, that's all at weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk. Uh, any questions coming at the moment? No. Um, the you, it's you, just Sarah. You a couple of minutes to talk about sippy cups before we wrap this up. No, I don't feel like it's worth it, really. It's not. Um, but I will finish with my favourite comment of the day, and that is, Jack, my respect for you has just tripled. So that's now on the screen for people to see. Um, I don't think there's anything else to add. If you are concerned about the coronavirus, obviously talk to your... Uh, if you're worried about money during the coronavirus, obviously talk to your accountants. Uh, they will be able to help you far better than we will. Um, if you are concerned about what you're going to do or you know how to fill your time during the coronavirus uh, while we're locked inside, you can head over to weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk where you'll find uh, umpteen blogs about it. You will also find the podcast, which you're obviously listening to right now. If this is your first time you're listening to this, then you go back over the last sort of two weeks pretty much we've been putting out probably seven or eight different podcasts about the coronavirus and things you can be doing during this time so go and check those out as well um but yeah the thing the is it's like go on you can call the samaritans on 116123 there you uh, go. I, I didn't know that number, but I did know it's the Samaritans. It's almost like my partner worked in mental health for a year and I listened to her conversations and I might have taken some of it in. I doubt it. That's it, um, though. That's it. I've got nothing else to offer you. So go and talk to Chris instead. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's about it, really. I don't think there's any more comments. To me. We have had 104 comments on the I think 103 of them were Sarah talking about the <laughs> Well, we're glad to have her here, and uh, we will be back same time next week to talk about something hopefully other than coronavirus. Uh, well, Sarah's just saying, can we just carry on talking? Uh, just... No, I mean, my dinner's basically ready, so I, I should probably yeah, go and eat that. So, Sarah, her, his dinner's so much better than my dinner that you better go and eat it. <laughs> and why, why i before we go i want i want an explanation why for for what reason was um i'm assuming that sarah's respect tripled for you uh because i am a basic bitch basic white girl and i love starbucks and disney okay well, i mean I, I, won't, I won't tell i won't tell you the thing that will really annoy you unless you want to hear it go on well okay i'll sign off with this so we so leanne is part of vitality my partner uh, and basically is part of vitality every week if you get a certain number of steps in and you earn a certain number of points you get a free starbucks uh obviously since we've been stuck inside we haven't been able to go to starbucks so today we took delivery of a coffee machine so that leanne can have her starbucks we've got a special starbucks one that that uh, so she can continue to drink her starbucks i hate you Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye. <laughs>